The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. Happy, happy Monday. I am super excited to be recording this for you and I'm excited to get it going because honestly, I'm very tired. Shout out to all of the podcast listeners that I was able to meet at NLC this weekend in Chicago. That's as does National Leadership Conference. So dental students from all around the country and it was so much fun. But let's get into this week's episode, which is going to be all about things that you should probably consider before deciding that you want to be a dentist. So maybe don't become a dentist if all right no intro no recap this week we're jumping right in to the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the episode seems fitting considering it's almost Thanksgiving for my USA listeners. Um, I know we have some people kind of all around the world, which is mind-blowing when I look at the analytics, but we're going to be talking about things to consider before deciding that you really, really want to jump into the amazing profession that is dentistry. So I want to preface with that, you know, dentistry is incredible. It's an amazing profession. There's so many different ways to work with a dental degree. So I'm really going to be talking about things to consider if you're going to go into the traditional working in a dental clinic kind of dentist job. If you end up in dental school and you realize you hate clinical dentistry, it's not the end of the world. You don't need to drop out and waste all the money you already spent on tuition. There's a bunch of other ways to practice as a dentist, which you could find just by scrolling through past episodes of mine. I have quite a few different things like doing a startup, doing practice consulting, being a broker. There's some people that are kind of like life coaches, like dental business coaches, and pretty much anything in between. There's so many avenues out there. But we're going to be talking about how to figure out if clinical dentistry is maybe not right for you. And I asked some of my classmates and also on Instagram, so some dentists and other classmates replied on there too. So it's not only my perspective that we're going to be sharing. So we'll jump right into it. The first thing that so many people said and the first thing that came to my mind and like the first thing pretty much everyone said is don't become a dentist to be rich. Don't become a dentist if you're in it for the money. Because it's not so easy to make a lot of money as a dentist, especially when you factor in the debt that comes with dental education. So keep that in mind. Look into the debt that you would be taking on for your personal situation. If you would be attending a dental school, depending which dental school you might go to, look at that because tuition really varies across programs and across states. And maybe you do want to be a dentist, but the debt scares you. Look into a scholarship option. Look into some kind of repayment plan. Have a strategy in place. But if you're just like money driven and you think dentistry is a cool industry to get into to make money, 
it's not going to probably pan out for you. You need to want to be a care provider, someone that is looking after patients. We don't just treat teeth, we're treating patients as a whole. That was something that came up a lot this weekend at the NLC conference, that we're not just teethists, we're dentists. We look at the entire patient and their overall health, and there's a lot of connections between your oral health and your systemic health. So it's important to make sure that you understand that and that you are interested in that and you're passionate about that because there's plenty other ways to make money. And even if you like the dental industry and you think it's like a money market, but you just want to make money, don't be the dentist. Like do something else in the dental industry and make money that way. So kind of going along with costs and expenses that come with dentistry is continuing education. So don't be a dentist if you don't like the idea of lifelong learning. You're not going to go to dental school for four years and then work until you retire and that's it. What you learn in dental school is not enough to be a competent and skilled provider. It might get you just a baseline competency for the very year that you graduate. But there's constantly new evidence-based research coming out of the best ways to practice, new techniques, new technologies, new materials, new understandings about what treatments are best options for patients and different outcomes, again, depending on even the different systemic conditions that a patient might have. So there's so many things to be learned. And I'm going to be honest, like for myself, that's overwhelming. And that kind of stresses me out because there's like an unlimited amount of things to know. And it's not saying that you have to know everything about every single subject matter under the sun, but you need to be well versed on what is the standard of care. And that's going to change from the four years that you go to dental school throughout the time that you practice. So you need to be okay and understanding that you're going to always kind of be a student, not that you're under supervision of a university anymore in a dental school, but you're always going to be learning. You might be in a study club with general dentists and specialists in your area. It might be virtual. You might do one within your office if you're in a group practice. You might just like to go to CE independently. You might just like to do online CE. You might like to go to in-person training and learn different things hands-on. There's so many different ways, but it's not going away. And if that seems like the least appealing thing to you ever, then again, maybe reconsider. Something I was thinking, and this really goes for like any career in healthcare or any kind of well-respected job in society, don't do it just to be a doctor. Don't do it just to make other people proud or to gain what you think is going to be respect for your title. That's sure like something nice that comes with all the work and money and continuing education that you're putting into your profession. It's nice to be respected by your community, by your peers, by your family, by your friends, but it's not going to make all of the hard things about school worth it if you don't actually like the work that you're doing every single day as a dentist. And on the topic of just healthcare in general, Let's kind of talk dentistry versus medicine, which I hate pinning them against each other, but... And on the topic of just healthcare in general, 
Let's kind of talk dentistry versus medicine, which I hate pinning them against each other, but that's kind of the exact reason why I'm bringing it up. I've heard from a lot of younger people, people that don't have any actual experience in a medical or dental or PA or nurse practitioner like program, undergrads, especially high school students, undergrads kind of start to understand where I'm coming from here. People that think that you should go to dental school if you can't get into medical school. Like if an advisor tells you you're not going to get into medical school or people are tearing you down and you want to be a physician, but they're telling you it's not going to work, you should do blank and that blank is dentistry. It just, it doesn't connect for me. Everyone that I know that has applied to dental school has been pretty solid students. I know people that had to do like master's, post-bacs to get those grades up, but like they're intelligent people. Everyone in my class is so smart and it's not like we don't have challenges and we still have to study and everything, don't get me wrong, but it's not easier than medical school. There's a lot of similarities between my friends that are in medical school or PA programs or whatever, but it's just a different type of material you're learning because you're learning to care for a different element of the body in a lot more depth than any other field. You're becoming a specialist in oral health. So It's just different, but it's not any easier, and I think dental school is very competitive. I think if you look up acceptance rates between my dental school and my university's medical school, they're the same, or even the dental school's acceptance rate is lower. So keep that in mind. Dentistry is not a backup plan if you can't get into medical school. I'm not saying you can't go into undergrad thinking you want to be a physician and then change to dentistry because you actually like dentistry. I'm just saying don't go into dentistry if you think it's easier than medicine because there's a lot of medical elements in dentistry anyways and it's still tough and the programs are still competitive is kind of the main point there. So another thing is don't go into dentistry if you only like the artistry hands-on portion because as I've kind of hinted at and all these other things, there's so much science and technicalities and tough classes that you have to get through and like just content that you need to understand beyond the beautiful cosmetic work that people do and the big transformative cases or the amazing prosthodontic work that people do. If you really love the beauty that can be transformed through dentistry, consider being a lab technician. Like we've gone to visit the labs, the dental labs where they make our crowns, they make bridges, dentures, everything that you can think of. And those technicians are true artists. They do amazing work. And that might be a better place for you if you think that element, that transformative element of dentistry is amazing, but you don't want the studying, you don't want the blood, the saliva, the patients to deal with, you don't want any of that, then that could be a really good place for you. Similarly, I kind of already said this with the money thing, but don't go into dentistry if you only like the 
aspect of being a business owner because you can be a business owner again and you can make money again in many different ways that are a lot less challenging than going into dentistry. Um, Someone also said, um, don't be a dentist if you're incredibly introverted. It's okay if you're like more of a shy person or a little bit more of an introvert, but you have to be a conversationalist with your patients. You have to be a team leader. Even if you're not the owner of the practice, even if you're just an associate, you're still going to be working in a team, a dental team. You're going to be working with hygienists, dental assistants. You're going to be working either under a boss or as the boss. You're going to be working with an office manager, a treatment plan coordinator. You're going to be connecting with a specialist in your area. You're going to be talking to the dental lab. You're going to be talking to insurance companies. You're going to be talking, most importantly, to patients. And in all those situations, you need to be comfortable communicating. You need to be confident in your communication skills. You need to develop leadership skills over time, which depending on your natural tendencies would be harder or easier. And if you're really introverted, we've all just noticed, we being like me and all my classmates, have noticed how like emotionally drained we are after a day in clinic. They're three hour long appointments and you have to just talk to that patient the whole time because you're waiting for checks between procedure steps with faculty So you're just like making small talk and trying to keep them happy and entertained and get to know them, which it's not all like bad. It's not to say I hate it, but it's very performative to be super happy and uplifting and everything every single day. Some days that comes easy when you're in a good mood, when you're having a good day. But if the appointment is challenging and tough or if you've had a bad day outside of what's going on in clinic, It's hard to walk in there, flip that switch, and be an outgoing, friendly person sometimes. So if you're super introverted, I could see why that would be a struggle. The next is, of course, the thing everyone says, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you want to be a dentist. Why do you want to look at teeth all day? Why do you want to have your hands in people's mouths? How do you feel about all the gross things that you see, gross teeth, poor oral hygiene, blood, saliva, just all the guts and gritty gross things that come with dentistry. So if you're like hesitant about that, I would just recommend shadowing. Try to get in there and kind of look closely if it's a patient that would be comfortable with it and if the dentist has time for you to do that so you can see if that seems cool and exciting to you or grosses you out. It's okay if it grosses you out at first, but you will have to get used to it. You'll have to deal with quite a few nasty situations as you're going through your dental school training. Once you graduate, you might be able to be a little bit more picky or you might specialize in something that isn't so grimy, but for the most part, you need to be comfortable with blood, saliva, poor oral hygiene, gross smells, gunk coming out of places that you didn't know gunk would be stuck that just smells really bad like all kinds of things um another person said if you hate school we kind of already talked about that with continuing ed and if you're gonna pursue like a specialty or go on for advanced training that's kind of even more school and potentially more debt depending what kind of program you're going into I wrote this one down and it's don't go into dentistry if you don't take criticism well. And I don't even mean this only in terms of dental school because obviously you're a student, you're being critiqued, you're being graded, you're learning. So 
we all kind of expect to have criticism and sometimes it's going to be harder to hear than others. Sometimes you're already down on yourself and the faculty is just not being kind in that moment and making it way worse versus sometimes you know you didn't do well, but the faculty delivers the criticism in a more careful way or they circle back with it later when you guys are in a new fresh space and a little bit better headspace. But I'm talking even more like long term, again, with that continuing education, that continuing improvement of your dental skills, you need to be able to self-critique and you need to be able to take critiques from others in the profession on your work, on the cases that you're asking for help with. People are always going to have opinions and whether I think that everyone's opinion is correct or I would like to hear their opinion, in dentistry, people are always making comments about people's work and kind of passing judgments. Sometimes it's from a mentor, someone trusted that you actually appreciate their criticism. But a lot of times I've just noticed dentistry can be a little toxic in certain regards, depending where you're spending your time. So just make sure that you are comfortable in your own skin and your own self-worth and you can separate that from your performance at your job, but also be humble, be willing to learn. Those are all really important traits. That way you don't get too mentally distraught when you're getting criticism. Again, whether it's in the context of learning or it's just unsolicited toxicity criticism because I feel like there is a lot of that in dentistry. Again, depending on where you're spending your time, unfortunately. Okay, I just have a few left, and these were submitted on Instagram, so I'm just going to kind of give my two cents on them because I do, generally speaking, agree with them. So don't become a dentist if you don't like the idea of living in a city, if you're like super into rural or lower populated places. A lot of dental schools, at least that aspect of becoming a dentist, are going to be in cities. So I do think that's true for the most part, but there are dental schools in more suburban or more like outdoorsy locations. So don't let that stop you, but keep in mind if you're going through like a residency or a match program eventually, you might end up like in a very urban environment and that might not be a good fit for you, I could see potentially. And the next one is if you hate arts and crafts, I thought this was funny because that's what we always joke and call a lot of the lab work that we're doing in school. Like if you get frustrated trying to make like a popsicle stick house or something, then I don't even want to tell you how frustrated you're going to get trying to do a denture start to finish. Like that was, I've talked about it on the podcast and on YouTube and all that. That was just like the worst class ever. It was very frustrating for me, but I still got through it and like I had a good attitude throughout it, but it was not, it was not enjoyable and I couldn't imagine being someone that dislikes that because occasionally I felt like it was kind of relaxing and soothing. It was only frustrating when things would like break or go wrong, but if you don't like hands-on activities, whether that's kind of like tinkering or artsy things, I really think you would struggle at least in dental school because you don't really have a choice. You're doing a lot of these things and you just have to do them. But again, once you graduate, get that DDS, you will have the ability to 
decide how you want to practice, what you want to be focusing on, and you can refer or have labs do lots of that for you. The last thing is I want to be a dentist because I want to make my own schedule. I want to only work four days a week. I want to work like nine to four every day. I'm not saying that's not possible, but that's very unlikely to be your reality at first from what I'm hearing from most people. Again, I'm still a dental student. I'm not out there practicing, but if I had to poll everyone I've ever talked to in dentistry, very few people work that ideal nine to four, four days a week and still make oh, that money that you're really hoping you're going to make as a dentist. They either work less, they work part-time, and they're making a lot less than the average dental salary, or they work five days a week and a couple Saturdays a month, and they're making pretty good money. But they are putting in extra work. They're getting there early. They're working on training their team. They're spending a lot of time doing CE so that they can be more productive and make more money during those hours. They stay late to get narratives done and write up their notes and clean up the office or again, meet with their team or they're home with their family, but they're still finishing up notes. So it's very rare that you just clock in, clock out. Your work really follows you in dentistry, unfortunately. And I feel like this is true even a little bit as an associate, but more so if you're owning a practice, especially if you're an owner. Most people I've heard that buy a practice, even if it's established, like not a startup, but it's still new to you under your ownership, people say they work about 70 hours a week the first six months to a year when they are the new owner of a practice. And that's not to say that the practice was struggling so much that they had to put all this extra time in it's just to get yourself on your feet get the team acclimated get the office running the way you want it figure out new strategies figure out where your vision is for the practice how to get it there how to slowly transition the team there so nothing's too abrupt so everything functions well it just takes a lot of time and energy and I think eventually a lot of us can get to that ideal work balance with everything else you want to do in life besides the dentisting but at first I just want to make sure everyone is aware you really have to grind those first two three ten years to get to whatever flexibility you hope to have or you have that flexibility you take that stress down but you're making a lot less money so it's a give and take and I really didn't know a lot of that until I started this podcast, got plugged into organized dentistry, met more dentists. So I think it's important that there's that transparency out there. That was kind of the point of this episode. It's not meant to be negative at all. It's just meant to give you the information that I didn't really know until I started to pick the brain of more dentists, get to know more people, and also went through dental school and have those individual experiences unique to me so hope you all enjoyed this week's episode next week we'll be back with another guest and i am looking forward to finishing out the year strong for another year of the dental download podcast i appreciate all of your continued support if you're on spotify you can follow the show and also leave it i think like a like 
as a rating. And then on Apple Podcasts, you can give me five stars. It helps me a ton and helps the show kind of get promoted to other people. And we can try to help as many aspiring dentists as possible. So thank you all again for listening. And I will talk to you next Monday.